Welcome to Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of normal, everyday children's ministers. We all started in the trenches. Hi, how you doing? This is Children's Ministry Monthly Podcast, a podcast that focuses on the needs of the normal, everyday children's minister. You can check us out online at www.cmmonthly.com. You can email your input and ideas to cmmonthly at gmail.com or call us at 206-350-4695. Welcome. This is Episode 5, brought to you the week of November 28, 2007. I am one of your hosts. My name is James, Children's Pastor at Sheffield in KCMO. And my name is Dave. I am Children's Pastor in Macon, Georgia at Christ Chapel. That's right. And um, How you doing today? Yeah. Are you a Nazarene yeah. by chance? What's a, what's you, a Nazarene? I don't know. I'd Is it like a football fan? <laughs> the Nazarites? I thought it was a type of orange, but I'm not sure. Uh, just <laughs> picking a, a nectarine. I'm sorry. I was confused. Um, we are uh, – for. I'm picking on my friend Jim from uh, – monkey in the middle podcast but anyway uh, uh focusing on the needs of normal everyday children's ministry that's what we do we are sponsored in part by children's ministry university online cmuo provides accredited and affordable children's ministry education online anytime anywhere to learn more visit cmuo.com or go to our website and click the link that would be awesome and tell them tell them james and dave sent you Unless, know what you unless you're planning on not paying your bill, then tell them <laughs> Dave sent you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I paid my bill. I took one one course there, and it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um, hey, so what's been going on this month in, in your ministry world? Things have been busy, uh, as they always are, in, in children's ministry. Um, are, are we talking about a weekly update kind of thing? You know, yeah. What, you Just whatever's know what, been going on this month since the last time we life. talked to you. Well, I think we – are going to have another campus soon, um, and that will put our campuses up to five. You realize campuses. this is just getting ridiculous, right? It, it is. You Pretty know, soon and you're it's... going to be having churches in where I'm at. <laughs> I think you're trying and to take over the planet. No, we don't want to be Christ Chapel of America. It's just one of the things that <laughs> God is just Christ Chapel opening Mart. the doors. You know, there you go. Um, this campus is again about about thirty forty minutes away. We we live. Macon is is like the center of the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's uh, just covered with these counties that are really spread out, you know. And it's you know great people. South Georgia is a really neat place, um, and you know God's just given us opportunity. Our district office called us the other day and said, "Hey, we've got this church that we want to give you. Um, just basically take over the note and put a pastor in it." So. We went down and looked at it yesterday, and it's all, it's an awesome facility, and uh, you know, so it's looking like uh, Christ so, Chapel, Eastman, Georgia, is oh, going to be wow. on the horizon. See, see this is like pretty soon. I, I was watching a show on HGTV the other day, and it was like flipping houses, and they yeah. go out and they look at these houses, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I could take over the note on this house, and I just need to fix it up, and I can flip it." You know, is that what you guys are doing with churches? Flipping churches? No, <laughs> we're not. We don't. You don't use the word flipping in churches in the uh, same sentence. No, <laughs> the flipping um. church. Dadgum flipping no. mugga mugga. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> well, it's just awesome. That's man. exciting. Busy, I, exciting and 
um, I just look forward to seeing it's challenging you know talk, touching base with you once a month and just you know progressively watching you just lose your mind over all of this right, right. Uh, next so. month it'll be yeah we're we're pretty busy and then the next month's like I feel like God has forsaken me and then the last month it's just me hi folks how you yeah. doing I used it's to have changed. a guest host but uh, he's left I the Lord I think that's why our, our podcasts get bumped back a few days each month yeah so. But next month we're going to do it early. We've already scheduled it. That's right. You know, if Jesus tarries, we will have it done. If the Lord tarries, that's right. Yes. So listen, another one, um, just kind of, this one's just kind of funny. I have this office chair, you know, you know how attached we get to our office furniture. Mm -hmm. Um, When I, uh, you know, it's just got to fit you, you know, it's got to be comfortable and look good and, you know. Some of us just got thrown a chair from the closet that the pastor's secretary's wife sat on for six years, and she was very large, and you know it's just uncomfortable. And so, but when I was hired, they said, "Go get you a chair. You know, keep it like under two hundred dollars or whatever." Ooh. Which I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" So, yeah. went to Office Depot, picked out this chair. It's brown. It's leather. Um, didn't I got it back to the church? This was three years ago, and didn't notice the name of the chair on the side of the box until I got back. And of course the staff just gave me such a hard time. Uh, the name of the chair is the stallion. Uh, that's just the model <laughs> name of this chair from office depot three years ago. So I know, you it's know, the name it, of a vehicle, just, not a, or a boxer, <laughs> not a, a, chair. a horse. Yeah. Horse. Yeah. So anyway, um, the stallion accompanies me to staff meeting once a week, and you know, because we're sitting for six hours. Yeah. So we get back from Eastman yesterday, looking at this church, and the stallion has gone missing. It's it's somebody left the gate open, and he's run loose. <laughs> so I'm like, what is going on? And there's this little tiny kid's lawn chair sitting behind my desk with this note taped to it, and I thought it was a ransom note uh it's got a picture of a donkey on it on the front of it <laughs> and it had clues to you know where you could find the stallion oh, you know where it might be and all that and basically it was um it said don't be a donkey you know don't settle for the donkey go find the stallion <laughs> it was outside in the middle of the field oh my goodness wrapped up in cellophane and caution tape <laughs> and <laughs> kidnapped See, and corralled and lassoed. They it could was- not play that joke here because well, <laughs> if they did, it'd have to be inside somewhere. Because there, first of all, there is no field uh, yeah. around my church, and secondly, if you put anything out, it's gone so <laughs> within minutes. It's yeah. free. It was free. <laughs> we used to do that when we were downtown. If we had office furniture or something, we were going to donate. Yeah, just put it out by the curb. That's and right. It was, within a couple hours, it's gone. Yeah. Um. On my end, my monthly stuff, um, uh, God has really been encouraging me to look at obstacles as opportunities um, and and just trying to help me to rearrange my thinking. And and one of those has been communicating with my parents through the typical channels. Uh, You know, we all have uh, announcements that we ask to be made on Sundays, you know, for Mm -hmm. our events. we want stuff put in the bulletin, you know, our worker needs as children's ministers. We, some of our churches do video clips, you know, and things like that. Occasionally, um, those, um, have been really hard to come by lately. We're just at a time of transition and, and, you know, they're, it's just not. And, and to be honest, now that I'm looking at it, even when I did have all of those pieces, um, 
it just wasn't that effective anyway. And so God's really got me down saying, you know, what are some ways that you can communicate outside of the normal channels? You know, uh, what are some ways not only just to supplement or to replace, but simply just that could even be better. And I haven't really figured all of it out yet. I haven't, um, I haven't, this is like an ongoing journey, but in, I do these, uh, jam city family devotions. You could check them out if you're interested at jamcitykc.com. But I do five five-minute family devotions every single week, brand new, that, that reflect on what we learned about in, su- in Sunday service. And I've been yeah. trying to get the word out to my people. And right. because, you know, originally I was selling like 35 CDs a week, and then it trickled down, trickled down, trickled down to like I wasn't even selling 10. And I'm like, I got I to gotta make this worth more of my while here. Anyway, um, just going with that way of thinking, uh, God encouraged me to do a free CD Sunday. And so I made up 150 uh, CDs and gave them away to families, uh, one per family, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. And I encourage donations. And you know what? Honestly, the uh, we only sell them for a buck. They're free online at jamcitykc.com, or we sell them for a dollar for folks uh, just to cover the cost of, of pressing that CD. I think the free ones sold better than the paid ones because yeah. <laughs> people were dropping tens and twenties. Oh and, wow! Yeah, it was awesome. But um, cool. I'm hoping, you know, I, I think. Honestly, I think that was a better way to get the word out, obviously, than than a video or a verbal announcement. Um, and so uh, I just thank God for that idea, and I hope that he'll continue to give me from, some more. And um, actually, I think that's it's going to be one of the topics we cover for next week is how to communicate with and connect with our parents and family. So um, oh, that's- hopefully by then... Um, you know, I will have a few more ideas. Hopefully, God will give you a few things, and then I'd love to hear from our listeners <laughs> yeah, that on, would be good. <laughs> on ways that they have uh, overcome the communication barrier. Uh, anyway, uh, the other, only other thing is I, uh, I had to say goodbye to one of my favorite kids this week. She's moving. Oh, and you didn't have to like kick her out or nothing. No, no. Uh, I, I, she, her family is. Uh, she's actually one of our pastor's kids, and I've known this little girl since before preschool and you know just watched her grow up in my ministry and she's in fourth grade now and she's just very talented and she's just you know very well behaved and she's kind of a leader even though she doesn't mean to be you know those kind of kids and but she actually uses her powers for good instead of evil and her and her parents are are moving um up to valley forge actually the home of our sponsors no no less yeah Yeah. and um and they're taking a position up there and uh really uh really sad and and she came up on stage and we you know told everybody and we asked her what she was going to miss the most and she said her friends and i said well if do you want to give them a shout out right now because i know shout outs are important to the elementary age kids and she started crying and she mentioned these friends and i had them come up and hold you know kind of connect with her and hug her while we brought the rest of the leaders up and prayed over her and you know it was it was just really a good moment but it was sad that she came up later and thanked me for letting her give the shout out. And I'm like, well, nobody understood you, honey. Cause it was like, I'd like to think. <laughs> I mean, Scooby-Doo probably understood her, but other than that, right. Anyway, right. it was just, it's sad to see him go. I told her, I even worked yeah. it into the prayer. I said, God, bring her back when she's 19 and rich and uh, have, her, <laughs> have her give me a car. I had to lighten the exactly. mood somehow. Yes. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And that is sad when they have to go. 
I mean, I lose a lot of kids, but I, you know, I don't know all of them as well right. as some of these. So this one was yeah. this one was hard. Uh, we do have a bit of news. Um, we've had a couple okay. of people visit our forums, uh, yeah. but not nearly enough. And we have about two hundred and fifty downloads um, happening every month. And so that means that there are 250 or actually I'm looking, we're looking like 260. Uh, there's 260 people listening to this podcast right now. Um, are you serious? Get on the forums. Get on the forums. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people have, and, and I always respond to check it every day. And uh, it's a little embarrassing having forums at this point. We probably should have waited. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. It's great for your ego. Yeah. You know? well, it's like yeah. putting a bag out on your desk when you're a kid for Valentine's for Valentine's oh, Day and nobody gives you worst. one. You know, that would be – that never happened to me. But I'm sorry I brought up bad feelings for you. But, you uh, did, man. Yeah. <laughs> like flashbacks here. I'm going to start crying. So, so go check out the forums there at cmmonthly.com slash forums. Don't ignore them. There you go. There's my rapping skills for the day. So that's a place where people can just get together and talk about whatever, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I will, I'm going to go there right now uh, okay. real quick, and I'll, I'll read off some of the headings. Um, there's uh, obviously news and announcements and show talk. Uh, there's what, a part that says ask your hosts. You know, So if you have a question about podcasting or any of that kind of stuff, um, uh, you can discuss individual episodes at show talk. And then under general discussion, we have check-in. So you could just announce that you showed up at the boards. There's general discussion to talk about anything and everything. Um, there's an idea board for sharing ideas with others, especially with Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas and the holiday season around the corner. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, there's questions and answers. So if you have a question, you could post it and, and hear from other children's ministers all over America. Um, and then there's a resource board that you could share things um, or people who have worked with you, like evangelists or, or things that you would suggest. So hop on the forums. And if you have an idea, if you get really involved and you say, hey, we need a forum for this or a board for that, then uh, holla, and we will uh, we will consider it. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, you want to go ahead and jump into our monthly topic? I need to get, sure. I need to get in the habit of announcing that right at the beginning, and I, I, I haven't. But this week we're going to talk about storage and classroom sharing issues. Um, because like where to store the junk in your trunk. No right? joke. Because uh, children's ministry comes with a lot of stuff. A yes. lot of stuff. That is like the cardinal rule of children's ministry. And children's ministers are all pack rats as yes, far as I've ever they, seen. And they have their share of baggage too. <laughs> Not like what you're thinking about. I'm talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah, because you got all your puppets and your black yeah. lights. But yeah, you know, and, and it, but if we're ever going to be taken seriously as ministers, and I think more and more we are, but we've got to help ourselves um, by cleaning and organizing that mess. Uh, because you know, though we look in our cabinets and behind the puppet stage, we see an organized chaos. Uh, <laughs> the people on the outside don't. They just see a bunch no. of stuff that should go to the goodwill. And so yes. your leaders and your parents um, need to see that you're organized. And um, plus, you, you know, we're challenged with being good stewards over what we have. And uh, the, at the end of the day, if it's all about me, I just need to know where my stuff is when I need yes. it. So we're going to cover right. some stuff. Not only stuff. that, but your volunteers need to be able to go back and find it quickly, too. Exactly. Yes. So like let's – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, the pastor – preaches for three and a half hours instead of two and a half 
you know, and you've got to come up with three more games and a, uh-huh. six more object lessons, you know. <laughs> so, and then you're like, hey, go, go get so-and-so, and they would know where it's at because you're organized, right? But mm-hmm. I'm not there yet, so I'm, I'll be the first to admit that we have tons of space and we are not organized, but we're in the process of getting there. Mm. Yeah, and it's painful. Well, that's true. Yeah, I, I was thinking of from the aspect when I was writing my stuff of people that didn't have storage space and how to kind of create it out of nothing. But yeah, you you could talk from the angle of having more than enough room, but that doesn't necessarily translate into being organized and or, uh, being able exactly. to find what you need. Matter of fact, the more room you have, that could be a curse because the more stuff you you have more places to look. Exactly. As well. Yeah, and not just look through my stuff, but. You know, we share space, and I know we'll talk about that. Yep, but yep. you know, everybody's stuff is back there. Yeah. So, um, first thing I I know in my situation, and that's really all I can speak to uh, because that's all I've ever done. I started off with a tiny, tiny little storage area. It was actually they added a door to a dead space in a wall. <laughs> and that was they find anybody back in the wall. No. <laughs> but there was this dead space and so my my storage closet, my main storage closet is literally two and a half feet wide and probably twenty foot long. Okay? Which may oh, wow. seem huge, but not square really. footage wise, not so much. And it's also very tall. And so though I immediately filled up the floor with stuff. And the the problem with having a long space is you put stuff down and then when you need to get to the thing in the back, you literally have to unload the entire space Uh to get Uh to it. And so I got really frustrated and I'm like, why couldn't they give me something better? All the stupid things that the devil tries to throw in your head. And I just got hit upside the smack in the head one day and just said, you know, if you're faithful over little, I'll make you a master over much. And so that has had to been, that's got to be my first piece of advice for anybody out there frustrated with your storage issues or anything for that matter. Um, be faithful. And and the, the way faithfulness translates into storage is you got to squeeze as much room as possible out of what you already have without being upset or complaining. Um, right. And so the first thing I did in my situation is I, I went down to um, the Home Depot and I got some of that um, metal shelving, um, yeah. not on rollers, not freestanding, but the kind that bolts into the wall that is like covered with white rubber, like people oh, yeah. use in garages and in closets. Yeah. yeah. I got a bunch of that. And my first set of, uh, shelves that I put in was over my head. I put it. So I basically created a two story storage space and doubled my storage immediately by putting a 12 inch, um, you know, cause I had two and a half feet to work with width wise. I had all this height and dude, I got almost everything up off the floor. And then I ended up putting shelves down one end of on, bo- on one end of my storage space, um, uh-huh. which I was able to stack a whole bunch of other stuff on. I made sure to get the kind that did go in a closet. So I had a, a little uh, rail that I could hang stuff on like costumes. Um, I could clip puppets to it, you know, and hang them upside down and that kind of stuff. Um, right. And so, it really helped. Now, did it solve all my problems? No. But so th- my first tip to the masses is uh, think of creative ways in, in using shelving, especially this wall-mounted stuff. It's cheap. It's easy to work with. You can cut it with bolt cutters. Um, you can put it in yourself with a screw gun or a screwdriver. Um, it's it's very, very easy. Uh, so so check check into that. If you need. Cool. Yeah. 
Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times we use these uh, cabinets, and, and, and I like cabinets, but yeah. if, you ha- if you have a closet, why put things in a cabinet? They're kind of restrictive. Shelf height is an issue sometimes. Um, you know, do you I make have, the I most a, out of your closets. I have something against cabinets, just personally. I, I, I call them a necessary a necessary evil. You uh-huh. know, that would just be the best way to put it. The storage cabinet just – it because, you know, inevitably, and we all have this, and I have it. You know, I have probably six storage cabinets. They're not all mine, but they're all in this area. And every one of them except for one has a padlock on it that's been bolted into the uh, the cabinet yeah, itself. Yeah, all of ours do too. Um, because the keys end up getting lost or stolen, and then you can't get in it. And so you have to break the handle off to get in it because so-and-so has the keys and they lost the keys. You know, and then it just for one, they just look horrible. You yeah. know, but if if it's in a closet somewhere, or, you know, and it's back where nobody's going to see it, it's no problem. You know, but if it's, you know, a lot of these cabinets are in classrooms, and you know, there's there's really no way to spice that up. You know, if it's got, you know, big padlock on it, and you know, I'm all about excellence and and how we do ministry. You know, and it just and you have to look at every angle of excellence. You know, it's like that doesn't look excellent to me. That looks right. junky. You know, and Although it's necessary. So it's one of those things where it's a f- constant frustration. Um, and two of our campuses, you know, that's that's the only solution that we have is right. the cabinet, you know. so. Well, what we've come to is we know we're going to need a padlock on it eventually. And so whenever we buy a new cabinet, and this is a compromise uh-huh. for those that can't not have these things. Like you said, the necessary evil. We know eventually it's going to get broke into, torn off, whatever, sheared off. We, when we get a new cabinet, we go ahead and put the the hasp on it ahead uh-huh. of time. We throw away the keys. Yeah. We don't allow people to lock it with the handles. That way they never get broke up. And instead of using a padlock with a key, we we don't e- we use combination locks. Now, mm-hmm. not the bike locks with the left 32, right, so-and-so, because, right. man, I can't even open those things. No. We use the luggage-style ones yeah. that they make that are bigger, and the combination is the same on every single one of them. And if I ever need to change them, um, then we, we send that out via email to people. But the kids don't know how to get in. Other leaders can get in. A substitute teacher can get in with a simple phone call um, or mm-hmm. just knowing it ahead of time. Um, and that seems to solve the problem. We don't have a lot of tore up, nasty looking, um, you know, uh, cabinets. Um, right. we, we also have the benefit, though, of having um, we have built in cabinetry in a lot of our classrooms. And so oh, that helps, cool. too. Yeah. yeah. There's a counter and under counter. And then there's the it's like kitchen cabinets, except what you would see in a commercial kitchen or garage or something, you know, with the fleck coated looking uh paneling but anyway um but that helps a little bit yeah cool um another way to maximize your storage though um is to not have stuff to store (laughs) (laughs) what world do you live in (laughs) well not as much stuff to store how about that okay okay (laughs) or how about this what about categorizing the quality of the item that you have by how valuable it is and how often you use it um, what what uh, what I do is whenever I'm done with something, I look at it and say, okay, first of all, my first rule: if it costs more to store it, like if the, the you know if then it does to buy it again later, then uh-huh. I need to give it away or I need to throw it away. Oh yeah, 
And That's hard to do, though. It's very hard to do because we think like, we're going to need it later. But, yeah, we will. But if you but can't, how are you going to find it? Yeah. <laughs> but if you can't find it, you're going to end up buying it again any stinking way because, you know, it's Saturday night and it's that last-minute trip to Walmart. Uh, like, I think I have it, but I don't know where yeah, it is. Yeah, I can't trust it that I have birthday candles or a lighter. I can't. i got to go buy oh. it. So um, what I do is I look at my items, and, and that's the first question. If it if it costs more um, to, to keep it than it does to give it away, I'm going to give it away. Um, but there are items that we use weekly. Those are kept in right. cabinets right up front where I can access them. Um, then there's items I use monthly, and those are going to go in my closet. Those are the ones I don't mind digging out once a month. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's annual stuff like our, you know, harvest festivals and, you know, Christmas yeah. ornaments and junk like that. We have actually in our church offsite storage that we would put stuff like that in. Um, and right. then and then there's the – it's kind of a miscellaneous category of the maybe I'll use this sometime in the future. I don't know. And that's the one that gets us in trouble. It is. Yep. I still have a box from a computer that I bought in 1991 <laughs> in my attic, and it's just still up there. I never go up well, the attic and, anymore, and every but house, it's still up. Every house has a junk drawer. I, I went through ours, and I had a plastic bag full of just stuff, oh, and there was a dog vitamin in the package <laughs> still in there, and I'm like, I haven't had a dog in eight years. Why in the world do I have a dog vitamin? I threw the whole bag away. I'm like, if I haven't missed it in in however long it's been, I don't need it. But uh, oh, yeah. But the maybe category, you have to you have to process it through that that cost more uh, concept. And then again, if you're not going to be able to find it, um, then then you need to probably get rid of it. Right. Exactly. Hey, I've got one that I. I've, I stumbled across this really good idea a couple of years ago. Um, it's on the Kidology website, and it's um, Carl, the the guy who runs the site, was taking a video tour of his uh, children's church area, and th- he had a similar storage uh, challenge. You know, they didn't have a lot of space, um, but just one one thing that just jumped out of the video at me was his puppets. They had a big puppet ministry, mm-hmm. and um, all of their puppets were stored in Rubbermaid big rubbermaid containers which was cool it kept them clean and off the floor and all that but better than that is they took a polaroid or a picture of each one and had it taped to the front of the That's box cool. so you didn't have to have clear the clear boxes and even if you did you'd be like ah that might be him let me dig down through right. 10 puppets and see if it's it it was a very very good idea i was impressed and we we kind of implemented that when we had a puppet ministry it was really cool it's like go get ralph you know where is he well go find the picture you know yeah. seems like you could do box. that with kids too yeah like add it yeah. to your discipline structure you know you're in timeout <laughs> now but if you mess up again we're going to put you in storage in the box and, yeah. and we'll then take your when picture, the parents so. come to get them we could just send them home nice and fresh <laughs> he's in the back somewhere look for the bag with the picture yeah, he's yeah. nice and fresh unfortunately he's not very alive i don't i don't know uh <laughs> But uh, another idea that, that uh, along that same line of condensing what you're storing is an idea that I have had for a while, and we've implemented somewhat, but we haven't been successful at everything. Maybe your church would be more. Is I talked about these cabinets that we have built into our rooms, um, and this it, you don't necessarily have to have built-in cabinets. It could be the the big stand-up cabinets. But I've liked the idea of looking at what each classroom. And this is assuming you have shared classrooms, and most churches usually do. Missionettes, you know, use it here. Sunday school here, uh, women's group here, whatever. What what items are these kids are these classrooms sharing? 
Um, you know, do they do a lot of snacks and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, paper products? Are they sharing paper products? Why should each class have their own cabinet for paper products? That's ridiculous. So what our maintenance department has done is they've they've put a big old sign on a, on a cabinet. And they said this is going to be stocked by us regularly with cups, plates, spoons, forks, you know, saucers, awesome. bowls. And they keep that thing, and it everybody has access to it. It stays open all the time. Well, I wanted to transit. I wanted to take that idea, and say, okay, scissors. Why should yep. every class I have have their own set of twenty-four to fifty scissors? That's not even good stewardship to spend that money every single time. And yep. it also seemed like it would cut back on. Oh, they stole my stuff. Well, if we all share construction paper, uh, blank white paper, pens and pencils, crayons, markers. Um, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't know what it would be, but take a list of all your teachers' stuff. And I even know one leader that actually I think works for uh, Kidology now. He he says whenever he goes into church, he puts it out there. He says, "Bring all your stuff. Anything you want to keep for yourself, take it home. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna divide it out and we're gonna put it in here like this, and I'll keep it stocked for you." Um, I haven't been successful in doing that in every class. But it is a it's a great idea, and it would cut back on storage. It really would. That's true. Yep. Um, I mean, every class would probably gain a bit of cabinetry because they would uh, they would all be you know condensed down to this one shelf or one cabinet. So right. uh, think about that: paper goods, well, snacks, and supplies. That's cool. Hey, have you ever thought about using a filing cabinet as a wall? Let me explain. We've got this uh, huge facility that is – It's we have these three huge arenas. And, um, you know, it, it was not built as a church. It was built as a sports facility. Right. Um, and our church ended up buying it um, and, and doing some conversion on it. But we did not build classroom space. Um, but everybody knows a church has got to have classroom space. So one of the immediate challenges that our leaders were faced with was, you know, how are we going to have rangers and missionettes or whatever – uh, our Wednesday night programs when we have no space for it. Well, we just presented that to people and just had them start brainstorming. You know, well, we went out and bought um, these portable accordion type walls, right? Right. That are very on expensive. Yeah. On wheels. Yeah. But they're, My man, board they're said expensive. no twice. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we had, we got several of them and thought, well, this would be a perfect solution for them. Well, it turns out that you know. They ended up getting moved pretty much every week, so our missionettes would come in, and you know, they're we call it a, called it a cubicle at the time because that's what it looked like. Um, the cube the cubicle was missing because somebody had pulled the wall for an event uh-huh. on Saturday night and taken all the missionette posters off of it because you can put you know thumbtacks in the right, wall. Right, right. Um, so it, was, it it turned out to be just way too much hassle and too many phone calls and emails and I kind of got tired of it I was like okay this is not working what else can we do well they just got together and each class basically had their own filing cabinet so they just put them side by side um, in this um, this on a side wall of this arena and went to I think it was CVS or someplace and bought one of those little like a dining fly, like a tent. It's like maybe a 10 foot by 10 foot space. Um, it, it has no walls on it. It's just basically a roof, a canvas type roof with metal poles uh-huh. for legs. Cost 16 bucks a piece. And um, put those up and put the filing cabinets side by side to separate each classroom. Now, the the issue there, and it's what we've had to deal with from the beginning, is there's noise bleed through. There's just right. nothing you can do about that, you know, just other than controlling your classroom, which is some. Sometimes it's hard, um, 
but it was very creative and very cheap and just used the 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 tools that we had in creating that classroom um and they were able to hang stuff from the tents you know and it was just you know they were able to personalize it some of them even put these cool lights up inside of it and it's just a twenty dollar solution you know to a to a real problem and I, I was impressed just basically gave it to the leaders and and that you know that's what i would suggest too is you know talk to the people who are in our classrooms each and every week and say you know how could this be easier for you what are your ideas what are your frustrations what do you see that i don't and um and just ex you know take what they what they tell you and you know weigh it and see if it's if it's doable right and if it is do it and if because it's not explain it to them why Tell exactly why because me right. you know within reason because yeah. a lot of times i know in my situation people come up to me and i and they say i need i need more space we're we're, we're you know kids we got too many kids and they they have a solution already ready they're like just mm -hmm. ask so-and-so to move their class across the street and we can have that but they don't know <laughs> all of the stuff that's involved with that you know yes and uh you know the one thing about kids man they they're cute and they're awesome and they're the future but they don't pay tithe and so it's uh it's yeah <laughs> it's hard to uh convince <laughs> people to move the old folks all the time but um the uh it's, as far as storage what what thing i do um especially on the weekly stuff the stuff i use every week i have a I have a series of cabinets in my backstage area, um, a service cabinet, a game cabinet, and um, we actually have a BGMC cabinet as well. And um, I don't put – well, and, and to say that, I also have a list of – or a big – I set up a series of shelves, those kind of – those bolt-on closet shelves, and I went out and bought a bunch of file boxes – at uh, one of these office supply places, and I now have a alphabetized list of boxes from A to Z. Yeah. Because I'd had I'd have a I had a service cabinet and a game cabinet, but I'd always put all my stuff I wanted to keep. You know, my little little object lessons and all these different things, uh, lighters and and uh, and candles and things like that. I'd put them in this big old cabinet. I'd never be able to find them. Tennis balls right. and cotton balls and ribbon. And now I go ahead and I throw any of that miscellaneous stuff into one of these boxes and you know what now if i need a, 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 a i don't know a farm animal a plastic farm animal i'm going to go to a and i'm going to go to f and it's going to be in one of those two boxes and yeah. that is a lot better than going through every single bit of storage i have looking for farm animals um lighters are going to be an l you know a magnifying glass is going to be an m a cup or a glass uh -huh. could be an m or c so that is that is probably the biggest thing i stole that straight from um church on the move they have a giant room with yeah. with a with a lady that handles the entire room and it's it's just it's almost ungodly how awesome it is um <laughs> and and rather than getting intimidated by that i'm like i brought it home and i said what can i do on my level that would you know be just as good and man i'm telling you what not only did it open up my stuff for mm -hmm. for my ministry but all the other ministries junior church and all those if they're using something they can go in and, and find it and i don't have to come down to the church and meet them I just say, hey, let somebody have somebody let you in and um, go back there and, and hunt for it. And if it's not there, buy it. But there you go. Um, but anyway, that allowed me to have a service cabinet and a game cabinet. And I don't put all my game props in that alphabetized box. I keep, you know, a certain amount of stuff in that game cabinet and a certain amount of things in the service cabinet. Um, like my main puppet. I use a puppet every week. He doesn't go in with the general populace. He stays in a special shelf in the service cabinet. Um, uh, my offering buckets stay in the service cabinet. My headset microphone and my my, my remote control that, it, that uh, I love so much that 
operates my uh, my computer for me so I don't have to ask the guy to forward slides that stays in there extra batteries uh, pins um, here here's a tip a little slide tip for you if you ever had a situation where you need a lot of kids to write out write out stuff like a prayer request or or something oh, yeah. um, go out and buy pre-sharpened golf pencils at office Depot Oh, that's a great idea. Dude, I bumped into those. They sell them in like boxes of 150 or something for like nothing. Yeah. And I yeah. I bought like three boxes and I threw them in this big tub. And now, you know, I don't have to worry about that. And I have the kids bring the pencils and the prayer requests, dump them back into the same box. And, and uh, we just divide them out later. But yeah, pre-sharpened golf pencils. It is it is God's gift to uh, children's pastors. There you go. And golfers. That's awesome. Very cool. But uh, so stuff like that stays in the service cabinet and, uh, you know, tape and pencils and, um, you know, all the, all the different things that we're going to need. Uh, behavior balloons. You've heard us mention those. I keep those in there. Yes. Um, but everything else goes in the alphabetized box or the game box or it goes into the monthly spot, which I mentioned was my storage or the annual spot. And so that helps. It helps a That's lot. That's cool. Well, let me ask you this. What if you don't have any space at all? Well... That's that's the fun part. I know yeah. I talk to children's pastors all the time that literally everything they do ministry with goes home with them in a tub in their trunk. Yes. And it stays in their trunk until Sunday or Wednesday and they lug it back inside. And that's just a reality. If there's nowhere else for your stuff to be, then you have a harder job than anybody else, not in lugging it, but in being faithful well, a lot of churches now are setting up each week, having churches in schools, you know, yep. cafeterias, and just, you know, they're mobile. Not really mobile, but they, they don't have any space at all. You know, that's just not an option. Well, you've just so. got to be faithful in your attitude. That's the first thing I'm going to tell you because I haven't talked to a single person that's ever had to do that that wasn't upset about it. And right. they were more than happy to do it at first, but after it started wearing on them, they, the, the devil starts telling you if this church cared about you, they'd give you some space. But no, they gave it to the choir director. You know, <laughs> and she only comes in once a week. You know, that's yeah. and and just know that that's the lie the devil's telling other people about you <laughs> is, is that you only work once a week. So don't. Oh, I know. You just know, on Sunday. So don't don't fall for that trap. But so my first thing is be, be be faithful because if you are faithful over that little thing, God will make you master over much. The other thing I would say is make it easy on yourself. There are these awesome tubs out there. I saw them at Walmart the other day for really cheap, like eight bucks. Um, they are tubs. Um, with rollers on them and and a handle on the other end so you can you can wheel them around like you do your airport luggage like your carry-on yeah and so if you absolutely have to carry your stuff around why not have a hand free you know so you can carry your purse or your kid in one hand and then lug this uh only have to carry half of the weight of the tub um so look for those they're sam's they're walmart um if you're in saskatchewan they're probably at billy's um Emporium. I don't know anything about Saskatchewan. I don't either. Is that a real place? Yeah, it is. Uh, okay. It's uh, if we have listeners up there, give us a shout us an email. Yeah, tell us what you have there. Has Sam Walton invaded your your world? (laughs) Hey man, let me hit on that. What you just talked about? Yeah. Um, You know, talking about breaking down and setting up each week, and this is going to kind of bleed over into the next thing we want to talk about. But um, I found the perfect staging solution for me and I think it would probably work for for pretty much most anybody especially if you um, are breaking down setting up each week or you have shared classroom space which Mm -hmm. a lot of us do Um, I was driving down the road the other day 
and uh, actually the other day being like three months ago, and just started looking up at these billboards and thought, man, that'd be cool if you had something that sized, you know, if you had room for a billboard size background. Um, but then just started thinking, so I just called the company up. I'm like, can I have a banner printed? And I don't want to put it on a billboard. And they were like, sure. And they gave me a price. It was two dollars per square foot. Hmm. Which is that's cheap, man. Yeah. You can't really do anything for two bucks a square foot. Even you know buying plywood and paint and primer and all that and building your own stuff. Um, and if you're just handy at all with a computer, you can put a, a decent looking background together. Um, I'm gonna give a plug to the curriculum we use right now. We're using Elevate curriculum. It's put out by Ed Young's church, and it's uh, it's video driven, video based. Um, it's very much so, uh, or very much. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't take all of the elements out of your hands. You're not just sitting your kids down and letting them watch a video mm. for an hour and a half. It's. It's it, it, very much. You still need a children's pastor, somebody who can lead it. Um, Dang it! I was hoping it did. No, because I know, really hate visiting people in the hospital. I was thinking I could just send them a CD. Well, you can do that. Okay, you know? I just yeah. like send them a video. Generic Hi, prayer. How are and, you doing, boy or girl? <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling in your nose, head, throat, ears? <laughs> Did you have an operation, procedure, visitation? There you go. Close to death experience? Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. Interactive <laughs> Well, I'll tell DVD. you what, market that. Yeah, do that, and I'll bet you'll, you'll make money because somebody <laughs> would be dumb enough to buy it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this curriculum, it gives us uh, these already ready-made, large-scale, full-color backdrops that you can either attempt to paint and, and fail miserably and it look horrible <laughs> or you can send that graphic to your local billboard company and say hey I would like a 10 foot tall by 25 foot banner Wow! and they would say okay thank you give me $500 and you would say not a problem and this is something that you can do <laughs> you would rich <laughs> now boy. listen 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 we, you bought, can do we this. bought three or four new churches this week and <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> we've yet to actually buy. Anyway, God's faithful. Man. I'm That's on all you. I'm going to say. He's but more faithful to you. What I'm talking about, you could either do that every eight weeks, um, oh. or when you change your curriculum, mm -hmm. um, or you, you know you dream can do about it. One really nice one, and uh -huh. um, you know have that your backdrop for a year. You know, because uh, these things will last a year outside, and if you're uh, folding it up or rolling it up and breaking it down each week, it's going to last you several years. So hmm. basically how we hang it, it's got little grommets at the top, which are those little holes that you hold stuff with. Um, and we just uh, raise them up on photography stands, those poles that yeah. are designed to hold big backdrops. And uh, it works really good. It sets up in about 10 minutes and breaks down in two. And it's uh, you just fold it up or roll it, and you're good to go. Very and cool. it looks awesome. Full color background, you know, Very just cool. whatever. I'm about to I'm about to do that after I picked on you. Well, I I am going to have to do that because we share a chapel, and there's literally almost no way to get anything permanent put up. Um, one thing we have done is we've projected. Now this is specifically in a chapel setting, you know, in a children's church world, not a classroom world. I want to hit that in a minute, but we've projected our backgrounds. Um, we yeah. have a we have a projector that's up in the ceiling, and it and it falls on a wall behind me and yeah. um, I've had a great success and you know when when I'm just speaking there's our logo being projected but if we're doing a drama or a bible story or whatever I'll throw you know the sea of galilee up 
or or something like that, and it just kind of totally changes the look of of the room. So that helps. are you talking about on the whole wall or on um, your projector screen? On my projector screen, I, I happen to have a giant screen behind me that fills up yeah. pretty much the whole space. But um, that is a benefit of sharing a room when you're sharing it with grownups because you get the good stuff and you get to use yes, it. Yes, yes. Um, but for those of us in classrooms, in our classrooms, not not so lucky, not so blessed. Um, they're all children's rooms, but they're used every single time the doors are open for different ministries, Sunday school, right. uh, small groups, uh, missionettes, mm-hmm. all these kinds of things. And so what we've come to is there's four walls minus the one that the cabinets are on. So three walls, three ministries in each room. Um, we give each one of them a wall, and you can okay. decorate that wall any way you want. Posters, bulletin boards, you know, whatever, whatever. And what we do is we set up the rooms to face each wall. Um, and you think, oh, setup time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but but it's not really a big deal. You just turn the chairs around. You yeah, know? that's and easy. The worst, worst you're going to have to do is turn them 180. Most of the time it's just going to be a 90-degree turn. So uh, exactly. facing yeah. one way or the other. So uh, – that's just, a great idea. It's an idea, and it's worked great for us. And each each uh, classroom gets their own customized feel, you know, uh, uh-huh. rangers and missionettes and all that. Uh, they get to put up their own attendance sheet boards and, and their their slogans and all that, but they are reserved uh, to or, you know, restricted to using that one wall. So there's right. an idea for, for, for you. Um, I like it. Thank you. Thank you. That is very good. Um, I hadn't thought about that because you, you're tempted to say, okay, nothing goes on the wall because well, we did that at first. Share it. We did that at first, yeah. and then it just made sense. It's like, no, you can't not have anything. These walls are, are very, very blank. So Right, yeah. Um, uh, the other tip I'd have, and it, it has nothing to do with storage as much as it does with sharing classrooms, is um, is we have this concept in our chapel and, and in each of our classrooms of leaving the room neutral. And what that means is we've decided amongst all the teachers what neutral is. In the chapel, for instance, neutral means the stage is clear, that right. all the sets are put away. Because I share my stage with a singles ministry that uses drums, keyboards, and everything else. And bless their heart, they have a lot more work to do than I do. But they tear yes. down their drums and their keyboards and they put them backstage after service so that when I come in on Sunday morning, I can set up. Now, it wasn't always the case. And for three years, my wife and I came in on Saturdays, Saturday nights mm. uh, after the last wedding of the day. We would tear down drums, put away keyboards, and we would set up for two and a half hours Wow! every Saturday night for three years. And finally, I'd had enough um, not not in a freak out way. It just got yeah. to the point where I can't do this anymore. I'm taking enough time from my family as it is. I've got to make this work a different way. And I'm and I'm I came up with this idea of neutrality, and we went to the singles department and decided what would be fair. And I said, you know what? I'll clean. Uh, it's kind of like the toilet seat. You know, yep. Uh, yep. if you'll leave it for, up for me, I'll leave it down for you. No, it doesn't really work that way. But no, um, we don't do that. No, we don't. But um, in in the world of uh, of of shared classrooms you almost have to so i just to make a long story short i now set up on sunday morning uh in in the space of 15 minutes what used to take two hours now granted i've got some people they come in they set up my behavior balloons they pull out my set they drop the screen i got another guy sitting on my laptop somebody else is picking up the kleenex boxes from the funeral the day before so you know because a kleenex Mm -hmm. box is an open invitation to blow your nose to a child they, they they will go five years without blowing their nose, but oh, when yeah. they see a Kleenex box, oh my goodness, I gotta blow my nose for me and half the county. Um, yeah. So anyway, that 
that has really made a huge difference in the way we share rooms. It's it's provided a lot of happiness and happy feelings between myself and the other people. Um, and it just gets rid of all that conflict because drums, That's, I hate moving drums. I hate drums. The I drums was just going to say. You. They hurt yep. you. You can't yes. move drums without getting hurt. That's true, it, uh, but a lot of times, you know, that that's probably going to be the one item that it's going to be the most contention against is you want them gone and nobody wants to break them down. Right. And and what we did for years is uh, at our old building we shared the the space with our youth department, and uh, I basically I just built my staging and and had this rock wall facade rock wall built. Um, around the drums hmm. that I could fold up. Basically, I could fold it up. You could do it out, out of cardboard, out of uh, plastic or whatever, out of styrofoam blocks. You could just have something built. Um, and it was just a part of our staging, and it blocked off the drums, and it blended in. It looked good, and it just eliminated a lot of issues there. Well, in, um, our, in our main sanctuary, they have that issue, and they've actually built a platform on wheels um, with mm-hmm. a rope that they could pull off the stage they put a little black curtain around it to make it look good you know but it's only four inches off the floor but they can they can wheel that sucker away and it also they were able to put the what's that that guard that plexiglass guard that they put on they were actually able to hard bolt that thing down and anybody that's ever had to deal with one of those knows they're kind of flimsy and like to break when you have to move them and now they don't have to do that uh, we so, did the exact same thing yeah. in our kid in our kids area. Um, I've got one of these buildings, a styrofoam building I built, and we had wheels put on it. I mean, it stands. It's like ten feet wide and fifteen, sixteen feet tall. It sits on the stage. It's but it's super light because it's foam. Um, we put that on wheels and built a backstage area that we could roll that building off onto. You know where they then there are college ministry and our youth ministry could roll their drums out onto the stage Very cool. you know so that basically just got it out of the way and then we could roll the building back and a big black curtain to we're blessed we have a big black curtain that we can just pull and it hides all of our stuff it's awesome and then the youth are on the other side of that curtain so and yeah. to have children's church now we just open the curtain and we're good to go very cool so, yeah we're blessed man well, i know we're not we're we're pretty much done with our topic i just wanted to put a uh, just a just felt impressed of the Holy Spirit, honestly, to just say, don't get frustrated by the things you've heard. If you're like me, you hear all this stuff, you want to do it all immediately, and mm-hmm. and you get so frustrated because it's not possible right now. Well, you know what? You, it, I've been doing this for eight years, and uh, the the last it took most of the things you heard me say were done in the last three, mm-hmm. and so. I haven't even been enjoying them that long myself, much less uh, <laughs> been able to pass them on to other people. But don't don't be frustrated. It's going to take time to organize this stuff. And and for every success that we've had, it's been nights and nights of phone calls and emails from my rate teachers. And you know, it's yep. like when people ask me about my computer skills. You know, how'd you get to know so much about computers? And I'm like, because I've just broken more than you have. Yes. And and that's where ministry comes <laughs> from. That's how you learn anything. Is um, yep. Is is we've we've done more wrong than anybody else. So, uh, let's take a moment and uh, let, let's give a little shout out to our sponsor, and we'll be right back on the other side. Are you looking for accredited children's ministry training that is both affordable and flexible? Look no further than Children's Ministries University Online. CMUO offers fully accredited college level children's ministry education that can be completed entirely online. All courses are user-friendly, utilizing the latest in self-paced online educational technology. 
classes present a practical, no-nonsense approach to children's ministry. Best of all, CMUO is affordable. Tuition is offered at a discount of over 80% compared to most traditional on-campus college courses. Looking for more details? Log on today to CMUO.com. New courses begin monthly, so you're free to start your studies whenever you are ready. Again, that address is CMUO.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, let's hit some listener questions. We actually do have a couple this week. Um, Jim from Monkey in the Middle called in or uh, emailed us. We we um, talked about his podcast last month, and um, I've enjoyed another episode since then. He says, hi, guys. Thanks for the mention in episode four. Maybe with your mention, my listeners will break 100. <laughs> I I gave you guys uh, – I gave a mention to you guys in my last episode. Check it out. God bless Jim, Monkey in the Middle. That's right. He did, and uh, um, he actually took a piece of our um, episode and played it. So uh, oh. he did another great episode on, on teaching kids to give thanks um, to people who have, who have uh, supported children's ministry. It's a great lesson in um, how to treat people who maybe not don't work in children's ministry but uh, have an interest in, in supporting it somehow. Yeah. So it was an right. awesome one. I suggest it to anybody. And that was uh, blogspot. Or no, heymonkey.blogspot.com is his uh, his podcast. So uh, why don't you read the one from Joanna and then answer it if you want to. I, I answered it via email. So okay. I, could, I could breeze through some of that. If you, it's I'll read the question. Do. Let me read the question that you answered okay. for. Okay. All right. It says, uh, I'm a junior leader for our church's Pioneer Club. Um, it's kind of like a Christian Girl Scouts. It says, I've joined up a couple of months ago, and most of the girls ages 8 through 10 never shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What techniques do you use for this age group? I've tried asking nicely. I've tried separating them and sitting between them using the, okay, now we're big girls, right? And, and we can do better than the uh, than the stockade boys. I guess that's a boy's yeah. version. You know, the whole girls rule, boys drool thing. Um, used shame techniques, but none, none of this seems to work. I know one of the reasons they resort to talking is that most of the two-hour meeting time is sitting down and listening to a lesson. Mm. And that's going to change, but they really need to respect me and need to respect the teacher more. Big help. H-E-L-P. <laughs> Joanna. Well, Joanna, um, I'm glad you wrote in. I think you answered your own question. Um, I did email this to her earlier, but I told her we'd address it on the show because I'm sure a lot of people have this question. Um, you know, if kids are talking and, and, and running their mouth too much. I think, I think you're, you're right there that the kids are bored. They're sitting there for two hours, two and a half hours, and they're, they're, they're receiving and they're not able to put out. And what I've seen with kids is you can take their natural energy and redirect it and you can come out with something better. Let me just read uh, some of the highlights of the emails. Um, I think you hit on the issue in your email those kids are sitting for nearly two hours doing very little other than listening. Not even adults are very good at that. The trick to children is taking their energy and behaviors and redirecting it into constructive activities rather than the old school way of forcing them to sit still and shut up. Not to say that children couldn't, shouldn't respect adults. They must respect them. But if a child, even if a child learns to be respectful, it doesn't mean they're learning from that adult. So I would start by mixing up the format a bit. Break your meetings into segments. Each segment shouldn't be any longer than five to ten minutes. 
They don't have to be drastic segments. This make them more obvious. Kids love beginnings and endings. And so then I went through and, and wrote down an example of the format I would use if I were in her situation. And I kind of went overboard with it. So I'll just hit the, the main points here. I, I would start with a pre-show activity, board games, small crafts, mm-hmm. Legos, uh, a controlled social time. That way when the kids come into the room, they know I'm in charge. It, it's I own the room. They don't. I would start with an opening prayer and greeting. I would move into uh, pledges and rules. I would introduce my theme right there at the beginning, the one central theme that we'd be learning from. I might throw in a couple of songs, even if it was four or five girls, just a couple of songs to a soundtrack to get them moving, incorporate motions. Then if I had a three-part sermon or a a lesson, I would break it up into three parts. So I would do lesson one. Then I might do a game that reflects on what the kids talked about and actually picked a theme in my email and kind of gave her some ideas on that. Then I would do lesson part two. Then I might do a craft or a snack. And I wouldn't Mm -hmm. make it just a generic craft. I would actually go through the trouble of finding a craft or a snack that the kids could build that would help them to uh, reiterate what I just talked about. Um, I think in my point, I talked about teaching that God was a friend that stuck closer to a brother. Um, So I might have girls create best friends forever bracelets with a gold bead for God, a red bead for Jesus, a white bead for the Holy Spirit, and then a bead of their favorite color for them. And then I'd review the point and ask questions about the lesson while they worked. And um, so, you know, just that right there, I created that while I was writing the email. Um, and it's a, it's a great way to talk about, you know, being best friends forever with God. Uh, I'd do a closing lesson. I'd have mm-hmm. a review time built in where I would hand out small prizes or stickers um, to the girls that, that – um, knew some of the key points that we had talked about and you know don't get discouraged if it's the first week you do this they don't know anything um the next week they will because they'll know that the candy's coming you know or the or the stickers or whatever um right and then after i have an after service activity why should we have to run service all the way through to where the, till the big people come? You know, if mm-hmm. service runs late, why do we have to stretch? If you had board games or, um, you know, a, a review time or coloring pages or Legos or something like that, that the girls could do constructive, then you could end your class when it was supposed to. You wouldn't have to deal with behavior issues. Um, a lot less. That's right. Yeah. I said also I would also add the following incentives to the class if it were mine. Um, girls receive clothespins. They receive two clips at the beginning of class, and those stand for the two prizes that the girls would receive after class. When a girl breaks the rules, they lose a clip and therefore a prize. It puts the responsibility of being good on the kid, and if mm. and you can correct a child easier by slipping up and removing a clip than hollering at them and having to interrupt class. I would also have one to one to three quiet seat prizes, mid-level candy or fruit snacks. Uh, girls would be reminded of them during the rules segment and then also right before each lesson segment. Quiet seat prizes are for those who not only obey the rules and have two clips left, by the way, but also who go and beyond above and beyond by learning, participating, and responding. So uh, that's that's my input. That's, that's what cool. I would do. Segments, man. We could do a whole show on segments. No joke. Yeah. Well, and preparation. We, we need to do that sometime. Preparation's a big thing. I love I, – I actually, I'm being sarcastic here. I love teachers who expect their students to take their lesson more seriously than the teacher did themselves. Right. You cracked open yeah. the book Sunday morning, and you yeah. don't understand why in the world those kids aren't listening to you read word from word from the curriculum. Well, gee, right. and you expect them to care more than you did. Yeah. So, yeah, we could talk about a lot of things. We could, yes. we could get on to our listeners. Berate there's, them. 
oh, you know. But we're not going to do that. <laughs> no. Because we're not that kind of show. <laughs> we love you. you. If you want that kind of show, visit Monkey and... No, I'm just kidding. No! Just, no. He's awesome! <laughs> I know. I love that guy. He is awesome. <laughs> He's so cool. I want to hug him. He's like a little teddy bear man. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I want to have him on the show, actually, sometime. I was talking to him about it. Now he's That's all cool. nervous, but it's awesome. No, don't be nervous, dude. If I can do it, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody. Uh, you know. So speaking of online resources, I just want to repeat the ones from last time. Heymonkey.blogspot.com for Monkey in the Middle. Uh, check out Children's Ministry Talk with Dick Gruber and Jason Rohde at childrensministrytalk.com. Um, they've they've got like three episodes out now, so go check them out. The guys. Awesome. Uh, and thanks again to our sponsor, Children's Ministry University Online. Uh, those folks providing that affordable children's ministry education anywhere, anytime online. So uh, check it out at cmuo.com and tell them that uh, Monkey in the Middle sent you. There you go. We'll share some of the sponsorship love with them. Um, next month's topic is communicating and connecting with parents and families. So if you have any input on that, email it to cmmonthly at gmail.com. Any ideas you have, you can call us at 206 305 Four six nine five, and your voicemail will make it on the show. Remember our forums I and mean, our website at cmmonthly.com and tell somebody and hey, you know what? Get on iTunes and leave us a review. Do it now. Um, do you have a monthly challenge for the peeps? I would challenge you to uh, look objectively at your space and um, be realistic with your expectations. Don't be, don't get overwhelmed with uh with the mess or the lack of clutter or organization and, and all the clutter. Um, but just, you know, take a real hard look at it. A lot of times when we're in something, it's easy to uh, stop seeing the pile that's in the corner. Right. Um, and just walk through it with a fresh set of eyes. And uh, I think you'll be amazed like I am when I do that and, and a little frustrated too at, at the amount of stuff that could be cleaned up and organized. My challenge would be just to commit this to prayer as well because – uh, my solutions aren't necessarily going to work for you. And when I went to, um, you know, went out to uh, Texas and I saw what what Church on the Move was doing, I was more intimidated than anything else. And uh, I had to pray through, and God helped me to to apply what I heard and learned to my situation and customize it for me and what what my folks needed. So my challenge to you would be hand in hand with what He said. Don't get overwhelmed um, by it. Just commit it to prayer. Ask God to guide you, give you ideas. Um, he is a creator. He is an inspirator and he can, uh, he can help you give, he, he loves that ministry more than you do and he can yes. help you. That's Thank cool. you for listening people. Thank yeah, you. Man. So, uh, we don't ask anything in return except for your input. So call us, email us, let us know what you're thinking out there. Silent people and keep God bless you. God bless you. Keep doing up to keep doing the good work. It's not easy every day, is it? No. No. Of course, every day meaning like on Sunday. Yeah, when we work. One day a week. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But outside of that, it's still pretty hard. I mean, trying to find stuff to do to fill up all that free time. I know. Uh, I know. Go to the video store. (laughs) And it's so awesome being paid full time and only working one day a week, isn't it? Uh, It's just the best job in the world. Gosh. Well, it is, but. Well, what the best part is, is I used to get in trouble for talking in church when I was a kid. Now I get paid. Awesome. Oh, look at the irony. It's so rad. Yeah. <laughs> rad. <laughs> what, what, you, have you been watching Back to the Future? Yeah. <laughs> That's like your favorite movie. It's radical. It's tubular. Yeah. All right, Dave. We'll see you later, man. All right, James. Thanks. Love your guts. All right. <laughs> yeah.
Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get some.